Welcome to Marquette Missionary Church. Here is today's message. So, right now we are in the midst of a series um, looking at walking the road of a disciple. We are in Matthew chapter 10, and I think I encouraged you last week, if you have not read Matthew 10 outside of Sunday morning, I recommend you reading Matthew 10 in its entirety. Entirely. I'm, I'm like messing up words. I sometimes make up words. I don't know if you guys know that. Like up here, um, I'll, just, I'll just make up words. If I just like forget a word, I'll just like make one up. No, but uh, so I do encourage you, read Matthew 10. We are going to be spending the next few weeks in this one chapter. And this one chapter is all about Jesus sending out his disciples. Last week, we looked at Matthew 10, 1, and it said this, and it said, it, And he, Jesus, called to him his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out to heal every disease and every affliction. Jesus is giving us this example of him calling his disciples. His 12 guys had been following him, had been watching him, had been studying Jesus for roughly over a year up until this point, and Jesus is about to send them out. And we kind of get this picture for us as the church today is that Jesus sends out disciples. He sends them out to go to spread his kingdom message, the gospel message to the world around us. And we talked about that last week, but we also talked about at the end of this section, Jesus encourages us and kind of warns us, do not worry about the outcome. I want you to bring the message to the world, but it's not our job as the church to worry about the outcome. Jesus literally warns his disciples here. You go, I'm going to give you authority to go and to proclaim, to heal, to cast out. But don't worry about how it lands. Your job is to go and to bring this message. And I encouraged us, encouraged us last week in that. Well, today we are, we are continuing on and we are looking at Matthew 10, 16 through 25. And today we are going to be warned that the, that the terrain of this road... As a, as a disciple of Christ, if we are following Jesus, the road will not always be easy. If you will stand with me, I'd like to uh, read Matthew 10, 20, or 16 through 25 today. And, and I thought that we could stand this morning and read this section in its entirely, entirety. And then we will um, go through it verse by verse. Let us read it. Behold, I'm sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of men, for they will deliver you over to courts and flog you in their synagogues, and you will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake to bear witness before them and the Gentiles. When they deliver you over, do not be anxious on how you are to speak or what you are to say, for what you are to say will be given to you in that hour. For it is not you who speaks, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. Brother will, brother will deliver brother over to death and father his child. And children will rise against parents and put them to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake. When they persecute you in one town, flee to the next. 
For truly I say to you, you will not have, have gone through all the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. A disciple, in verse 24, is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for the disciple to be like his teacher and the servant like his master. If, they've called you, if they have called the master of the house of uh, Elizabeth, full, how much more will they mangle those of his household? Let us pray. Father God, as we look to your word today, as we study and as we look at how you sent out your disciples and you gave them this strong warning, I pray, God, that this morning that you will come and that you will speak to us today. Father, we desire to seek you. We desire to know you. And I pray, Lord, that you will bring us encouragement and challenge us today through your word. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you have not picked, you guys may be seated here. Um, if you guys have not picked up on this, as your pastor here, I love to preach kind of verse by verse. It's called exegetical preaching. I enjoy looking at verse by verse and understanding the context of these verses. Um, I just kind of share that with you because that is how I enjoy preaching, and that is what I think is uh, one of the best ways for us as a church to understand God's Word and to understand the context of it every single Sunday morning. So I'm going to start off with, with verse 16, and verse 16 is very, very interesting because um, 16, Jesus, remember here, is talking to his 12. They had been walking with him, and he's talking with them, and he's saying, listen, this is what it's going to look like. When I send you out, I want you to proclaim the kingdom message. But there's this warning here. In verse 16, he says, Behold, I'm sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Now, we get these images here. And I do find it interesting, and we have talked about this many, many times. The Bible always kind of refers to the followers of God as sheep. And we, you know, if you've read the Old Testament, it picks up on that here. Jesus talks about this all the time throughout the Gospels here. But we get this powerful image here about who the disciples are. As a follower of Christ, Jesus says, I'm sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. We get this image that it's going to be a dangerous place. This is not Disneyland here. He's not just going to... You know, walking this road as a follower of Christ, it's, it's hostile. It's dangerous. I don't know if you have ever seen wolves hunt, hunt animals or specifically sheep, poor little sheep. I can just imagine just these little innocent sheep and wolves coming after them. But I had a buddy that was uh, bow hunting up in northern Wisconsin, which they ha actually have lots of wolves up there. And he was uh, bow hunting probably about 25, 30 feet up. And he was telling me about him watching wolves kill animals in the woods. He said, it was one of the most crazy and most amazing things I have ever seen. He said, these wolves are weaving in and out of trees as their pack, and they devour whatever prey that they can get their hands on. He said, it didn't matter what the animal was, the wolves went after them. And so I, w I was kind of thinking about that as we're looking at this imagery here. Jesus says, you and I, as a disciple, we're going out, and you're like sheep among wolves. Like, just, just try to, like, imagine that here. 
you get this like scenario that it's not a friendly ground. That, that the world around us, the world that we are operating in is not friendly. It won't be friendly. Jesus warns us here. It's not a friendly place. But he, he also says, in this line, some people have kind of wondered about here. He says, so be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Basically, Jesus is saying here, you need to be smart, church. You need to be smart and understand the realm that you are in. He points out here that Jesus calls him, listen, I want you to be wise as you are going out here. I don't want you just to be ignorant or foolish. I need for you to be wise as you are on this path of being a disciple of mine. The Lord gave you a brain. We're called to use them. It's interesting here, like, hey, like, 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 I want you to think. Don't just, don't just be wandering. Like, like, I want you actually to use the brain the Lord has given you. I want you to be wise. Now, now biblically, we could talk about wisdom here. Uh, Proverbs teach us about gaining wisdom, and we should be constantly gaining wisdom. But basically, Jesus warns them. He says, listen, territory is dangerous, but I want you to be wise. And he says, wise as servants, but innocent as doves. And that, that has been one that some people have like questioned, like, 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 what exactly does that mean? To be innocent as doves. Jesus says, I want you to be wise as serpents. I want you to be using your, your head here, but innocent as doves. It's basically saying, keep your reputation as clean as you can, church. Basically, our actions, how we live, how we stand for morals speaks loud to this world. Basically, how our lifestyle is. We need to make sure that our lifestyle and our actions are matching our words. I want you to use your head, but, but also let your lifestyle be innocent. Let you not give a reason for the world around you to look at you and say, well... You know, I mean, they claim Jesus, but look at their lifestyle here. I remember when I was uh, back in high school, this was before I was a Christian, before I was a believer here. I did not grow up in the, like, Christian home or, like, church. And I remember I was probably, probably like a junior, and I was um, at a party. I wasn't good, okay. Um, but I'm, I'm literally there at the party, and I'm talking to some, some other teenagers, and this one guy... He goes, well, yeah, you know, I'm a Christian. I go to church here. And I remember just, like, pausing him. So I, I remember just, like, looking at him thinking, I'm like, dude, you're at the same place I am right now, doing the same things I do. I, I just looked at him, and I was like, your lifestyle and your words don't even match. And he was a little bit, like, say, like taken back by that there. But I, I could just recognize, like, okay, you're going to tell me that you are a Christian, but you're, you're basically living the same way I'm living, and I know I, I'm not a Christian. And it is interesting because as believers, we need to understand our words and our actions, they need to go hand in hand. And yes, church, I'm not saying we need to become absolutely perfect. We are going to fall. We, we are going to make mistakes. But as a disciple of Christ, our goal and our desire is constantly to be transformed by Jesus. Jesus, I want to follow you. Jesus, I want you to transform me. 
And as I go out to bring this kingdom message, I want my words to be your words, but I also want my actions to be clear as well. And I think that that is important and a challenge for us here because for some reason within our culture and within our time, and I said this two weeks ago, for some reason we think actions and faith are separate. Like, well, you know, I'm going to live this way, but I believe this. They go hand in hand. And, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to be like hard there on that, but as, you, as I look at Scripture, it's like if we're going to follow Jesus, our actions need to be representing that as well. And we're going to fall, and we're going to have shortcomings, and we're going to screw up, and that's where God's grace is sufficient for us here. But our words and our actions need to be lining up here. Now, as we continue on through these verses here, I just lost my, my uh, place here, church. I'm super sorry. I'm like, that like never happens to me. And I have no idea where I am right now. You guys are like, I'm lost too, pastor. <laughs> Verses 17 and 18. I'm sorry. So we're called to use our brains and let our lifestyles match. The reason because of the road ahead here. Verses 17 and 18. He says this. He says, beware of men, for they will deliver you over to courts and flog you in their synagogues. And you will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake, to bear witness before them and the Gentiles. Now, as you read this here as an American Christian, I'm going to guess a couple of things, unless you might have a different background that I have no idea about. I'm going to guess that these verses to you do not hit home. And these verses are very foreign to our world. But these verses, as you guys look at them, they are very, very foreign to us, if we are really, really honest. Uh, we've never been, been, been flogged. Do you guys even know what that is? It, is? it is absolutely horrendous. It is a leather strap with pieces of, they um, slap against your body, and when they pull it out, it rips out flesh along with it here. And Jesus is giving this warning to his disciples. He said, listen, you're going to go out, be my witness, Gentiles, but I'm just going to just tell you this. It won't be easy. They're going to drag you before kings, and they're going to beat you. And for us Americans, we can't even relate to this here. We, we don't experience this on just any level. But I can tell you this. We have brothers and sisters in Christ today, right now, in this very moment, facing this type of, of persecution. You see brothers and sisters in China, the Middle East, I just read a recent article, people are coming to Jesus by the masses in Muslim-based countries. And I can tell you this, Muslim-based countries are not friendly towards Christians. You even look at Hindu-based countries, not friendly. They drag them, they beat them, they, it, it is absolutely horrendous here. But Jesus here is this morning. Are these batteries dying too here, Joey? Okay, okay. Sorry. Sorry. I don't know. I'm not used to using the, the, uh, the uh, handheld here. Jesus gives them this warning here. He says, I'm going to send you and it's going to be difficult. But there's hope. 
and verse T. He says, when they deliver you over, he says, do not be anxious. <laughs> Think about that. Let's just stop like right there. When they deliver you over, when they're about to flog you, when they're about to drag you before kings and governors, Jesus looks at his disciples and says, don't be anxious. Like, for us American Christians, these words are so foreign to us. Like, like we have never experienced this. None of us have in this room. We have faced some sort of persecution. Maybe a friend dislikes us here. But Jesus is warning the disciples, and I would say warning the church. When you go out, it's not friendly. It's not going to be easy. But don't be anxious. Why? He says, do not be anxious how you are to speak or what to say. For what you are to say will be given to you in that hour. For it is not you who speaks, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. Don't be worried. Times may get tough. Now, I don't want to be like a doom and gloom pastor. In America, we Americans um, are, first of all, very, very arrogant in many, many aspects. But when it comes to American Christians, I think there's a lot of American Christians that truly believe that this type of life will, will never come to our soil. That like, oh, you know, like, like, it's like this was just for, you know, Bible times. The reality is, is that this is happening within the world more and more and more towards Christians. And for us to think in America, now, now listen, I'm not praying that this happens. I really hope that this does not happen. But here in America, for us to think that these words couldn't come true, I believe we are foolish to be thinking that way. I think that the world hates Jesus. I think the world hates being told that they're wrong. And eventually, within time, and who knows with, uh, with some of the current things going on, the gospel message will become so offensive that the world won't know what to do with it, so they will want to just destroy it. It lived it out in the book of Acts. We went through Acts all of last year. I'm really, really sorry that you had to sit through nine months of the book of Acts, but every time it was like the disciples went out, they preached the gospel, people got upset. Why? Because they were basically looking at them and saying, your lifestyle is wrong, repent of your sins, turn to the greatest person in human history, and he will forgive you and wipe away every single sin in your life, and you will have forgiveness, and they killed them. And I'm just telling us, church, we can't expect this not to possibly happen to us. And I think that this warning, saying, saying like, listen, this could happen to us. What are we going to do? How are we going to stand? And I feel like saying it now, we need to be prepared and just have this mental mindset. Jesus, as a follower of you, I'm not expecting this great, beautiful, just easy road, everything's great, life. Jesus gives this warning that, listen, the road can and will be difficult as a follower of Christ. But Jesus goes on here. And this is, um, I do want to just point out a few verses, especially talking about being difficult. Jesus, this isn't Jesus' only warning here. Matthew 24, 9. For they will deliver you to tribulation, and they will kill you. 
and you will be hated by all nations for my name. Mark 8, 34. And he summoned the crowd with his disciples and said to them, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Second Timothy points this out as well. He says this, therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord or for me, his prisoner. But join me, Timothy says, join me in suffering for the gospel according to the power of God. Jesus is not welcomed in this world. I do think that we just need to, like, comprehend that. In our context, like I said, we don't face this type of, like, persecution. You know, we basically, you might offend someone. Someone might get upset with you. You might have, like, a slight argument. But, but like, here, we just don't face this. But Jesus gives us this warning that as you follow me, this can happen to you. Now, it is interesting because the last verse here, we need to, like, understand why this could happen. Do you guys realize that everything Jesus tells his disciples is the same road Jesus walked? Like, say, like, Jesus doesn't, like, tell his disciples one thing, like, oh, hey, just to let you know, the world's going to hate you. They're going to kill you. They're not going to be friendly to you. And then Jesus lives a different lifestyle. As we look at the life of Jesus, Jesus actually lives this out. And that's why in verse 24, he says, A disciple is not above his teacher nor a servant above his master. Jesus is looking at them saying, listen, this road that I'm warning you of, you are not above it. American Christians, we're not above it. Because guess what? Our Savior and our Jesus walked this very road. The very road Jesus walked is this road. He came to bring the good news of the kingdom. He came, he brought it, he preached it, he shared it, he healed people, he did miracles, and they still killed him. Why? Because they didn't want to hear it. But it's the very message this world around us needs to hear. And I said this last week, and I will say this every single week. Church, this world needs Jesus so bad. And as we look around us, even even like today, you know, we're in the midst of this pandemic. People are starting to be asking questions. We can see how bad this world needs Jesus. And it's our job as the church to bring that message to them. But we also need to understand this warning. It won't be easy, okay? I can guarantee you this. You become on fire for following Jesus, and Jesus becomes everything, and you want to bring this gospel message to the world around you, you will be met with resistance. If you're on college campus, college students, you bring this gospel message to the college campus, I get that maybe be your professors that hate Christianity, that hate Jesus, and they have no problem saying it. It happened to me 20 years ago. I was there. I remember taking, taking a, uh, um, of just all classes, physics. This professor hated Jesus and made it extremely clear to all of us, don't talk about it. But yet he, he had no problems talking about his point of views all the time. But that's a, a different story here. But it is a warning for us, church. And I think we need to heed to this warning. As a follower of Christ, as a disciple of him, the road we walk, it won't always be easy. 
And there may be times ahead within even our nation now where it may not be easy for us believers. But Jesus says to go. Actually, Jesus promises disciples at the end of, of, uh, of the book of Matthew, he says, I'm going to go with you. Go and bring the gospel to the world around us. And church, that is our first and foremost calling, no matter what the circumstances look like. And I want to encourage you today to trust Jesus in the midst of the struggle of bringing this gospel message. You come across someone that is, that is hostile to you, our job is to love them and to be caring for them, but our job is also to bring this gospel message to them regardless of the circumstances, regardless if they want to fight or anything like that. Our job is to bring it, and Jesus will be there. He will be speaking through you. He will be, be bringing you words, and we need to, to really listen to Matthew 10 here because this warning, though, like I said, our context here today in America, we, we can't even comprehend, you know, this. But Jesus warns us. And I think that, that we as a church should take to that warning here. I'm going to invite the worship team back up. Um, Garrett's looking at me confused. That's okay, Garrett, don't worry. It'll be okay. Um, ask for you guys to, to stand, and I'm going to pray. And uh, the, worship's, the worship team is going to lead us in a song here that uh, Garrett knows. Come on up, worship team. Garrett actually picked songs today based on Matthew 10. And um, if you did not listen to the words, you know, especially that one fire one, you know, walking. In, um, just last night, I was actually reading that story to my boy Henry about uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego walking into the fire and the... the it said that the Son of Man appeared to be walking with them. I end on that because I do think it is encouraging. Church, I can promise you this. It will be worth it. You following Jesus, you bringing this gospel message to a hostile world, it will be worth it. Even if they kill us, even if they persecute us, it doesn't matter. It will be worth it because I do know this, that as a follower of Christ, there will come a day when we stand before our king, and he promises this, he's going to wipe away every tear, every hardship, he's going to, there will be no more pain, there will be no more suffering. You and I will stand in his presence, and we will be so amazed at how loving and caring and graceful this God was towards us. But all we have to do is to press on, is what it said here to endure to the end. So let us pray. Father God, I thank you for your word today. Father, help us to be men and women that desire you more than anything else. Father, as we look at these warnings, help us to be your children that will follow you no matter what. No matter what the circumstances are, no matter what takes place in our life, but that we will follow you. And Father, as we, as we sing this last worship song together, I pray, Lord, that you would encourage us today and challenge us. We pray this all.